Yellow. Hey. Hey. How's it going? All right. I can't see you, though. Hey, there's the ceiling. Sorry, I'm getting all plugged in here. Yeah. You got the microphone today? Okay, all right. Ooh, shaking it. You know what that does, don't you? Makes the thing come off. Hiller got to come over fix it. <laughs> and she's working. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got the day off, though, right? Oh, yeah. What have you been doing? Uh, chores and sh- other shit. Yeah? Anything of interest to, say, a hardcore Nets fan? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I went running. Oh, good. Staying physically fit. That's, that's you know, high on the list of things sports fans are into. Yes, they're athletic. Um, like us. And- Yes, exactly, and good at basketball, like me. Um, I let's not. I'm not going to claim I'm good at basketball. It's just well, you got the bruiser mentality. Mentality is half the work. Yeah, right, right, right. And also, my Achilles heel generally in sports. (laughs) (laughs) Well, William, I would, I would take, I, I would be interested to see how you would handle Jared Allen in the post, because I I think. Oh, I would abuse that man. Give him a bruiser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's got at least a foot in height on, on height on me, but uh, yeah, I have a, a low center of balance that I would love to just exploit. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Sorry, it's not a problem. I'm just I'm I'm kind of wondering what's going on. I'm, I'm Are okay. you hooking in the uh, the machine that vibrates your legs if you have restless leg syndrome <laughs> or something? What's happening yeah, here? Nope. Unplug the air filter because I couldn't get it plugged. I couldn't get the computer plugged into the plug dealy. Oh, so you did get the air filter? Oh yeah, we got the air filter. We got the leg thing. We got air conditioning. We got a lot of different contraptions. Well, the leg thing isn't going right now, but <laughs> she's waiting. <laughs> Sorry, I as, as, as are uh, as are our listeners for the intro, Simon. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Maybe <laughs> Next Time. I am your host, William Bluer, with my co-host Simon. McCormack! Nets Nation! We're scraping the bottom of the barrel! (laughs) We are back, as we are each and every unrelenting week, to talk all things and exclusively things about your Brooklyn Nets. Simon, a lot, as per usual in uh, in this break from the season, a lot has happened. Yes. The net is a team transformed. Any regular listener of this podcast will know I have been down on this team, really from the jump <laughs> last oh, season. On this current incarnation. On of this a, current of this incarnation year, of the Nets, yes. The team I still uh, obviously love. Uh, but ever since the clean sweep of last year, just something hasn't sat well with me. And I've been oh, pretty, yeah. pretty blue about it. But now... Simon, with the clean sweep 2.0, 
I'm fully back on board with the Nets. The Nets are starting to feel a little bit more like the Nets to me again, Simon. Yeah, it's that bottom barrel scraping that's got you wild again. Exactly. If you replace Kyrie Irving with Jamal Crawford, Kevin Durant with Michael Beasley, and DeAndre Jordan with, hold on, I have to look up his name, Donta Hall... Yeah, I think it's Dante, even though it's spelled differently. Oh, interesting. I I don't know. I think it is, but I don't know. Just because Dante is a name you've heard? Exactly. And you could could make the case that maybe it should be spelled with an A. Do you think, out of respect for the pronunciation, we should, until we have confirmation on how it's supposed to be pronounced, just say D-Hall? Sure. Okay. So the third, the DeAndre... DeAndre Jordan replacement, Dante Hall. Ah, God, I said it again. (laughs) D-Hall. D-Hall. All right, so clean sweep, 2.0, Simon. One year ago, approximately, we got these superstars who either uh, refused to play, get injured, or um, say that everyone else on the team sucks and we should get new players. So that's (laughs) been a fun experience with them. Oh, also, and we're much worse now um, in terms of our record. So that's been a fun year with them. Oh, and our our beloved coach, Kenny Atkinson, and human being, (laughs) Kenny Atkinson, ingloriously fired in the middle of the season. So uh, anyway, great experience with those guys. They're not coming to Orlando, obviously. They have other things to do. Kyrie Irving single-handedly changing the world. No doubt. And Kevin Durant, I don't know, moodily uh, brooding about something somewhere. Um, And maybe we'll come play, do a press conference in the next 10 months. We'll see. Um, But, Simon, we've got new guys. Jamal Crawford, 40 years old. Hilarious. Had a 50-point game (laughs) last time he played. Could be a revelation. This is what net, why Nets are fun. Because who knows what that... Jamal Crawford's probably god-awful. Why wasn't he on a team all year? But what if he comes out and scores 50 points? I'm in. I'm all in on a Jamal Crawford. Michael Beasley. The stock photo... That, I mean, the photo they used to promote his acquisition onto the team. I have never seen anyone look higher in a photograph in my life. It's a black and white photo, and he has red eyes in it. His eyes are barely open. (laughs) And D. Hall, D. Hall, the best thing you can say about D. Hall, other than what I'm about to say after (laughs) when we start talking about him, because I've got high expectations for the guy. Me too. The only thing, the only good thing I've heard anyone say about him is Chioza said he was athletic. Chioza. (laughs) I don't even know if we signed Chioza. So anyway, the Nets are back, baby. This is the team I love. These are the types of players I care about. This is why I became a Nets fan, because it was so fun to root for this this type of a team. Is it going to be good? Probably, almost certainly not. How could it be good? No. Beasley's blazing. Jamal Crawford's in his 40s. And, and Beasley's got to serve out the remainder of his uh, blazing <laughs> suspension. We're not even due to the fact that he can't play five of the eight games he's been hired to play for a drug suspension seasons ago when he used to be an NBA player. <laughs> Do you know how many times you have to test positive for drugs before they suspend you? Oh, my God. It ain't easy. It's impossible to get thrown out of this league for weed use. He did it multiple times. <laughs> Do you know what that reminded his photo reminded me of, William? Is the photo like it looks like a Facebook photo circa like 2007, 
when like Facebook was still pretty new to the game and people were just like, oh, I guess I'll document everything in my life and put it up on Facebook. And so there was a bunch of photos, like there were stories about people losing out on jobs because their Facebook profile showed them like mainlining tequila or whatever. Right. And like, it looks like a photo from then. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy, that's not supposed to be up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they consulted with him, if he green lighted it, or just because he's friends with Kevin Durant, he, like DeAndre Jordan is now untouchable, so he doesn't have to care whether he is super high in his photo. But that, I mean, I don't care. I'm all in on Beasley. I like right. Beasley. He's going to get a lot of run. He's going to get a ton of run. He's six foot nine. He's going to be our center for large swaths of this thing. <laughs> Sorry, not large swaths. He's technically eligible for three games currently. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll for sure, for sure, he's he, we'll for sure at least play another two games because we'll at least be playing Washington for a play-in tournament when Beasley will ride to the rescue. Yeah. Um, all right, Simon. I've I've told you how I feel about these three guys. How are where are you at with? Let's start with let's start at the top. The first signing, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Well, William, here's what I would say about Jamal Crawford. He looks like an old 40 in his photo. Give him the rock. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you mentioned last week that, that uh, Woj thinks that Jacques Vaughn has an inside track to, uh, to becoming the permanent Nets head coach. I would say if he can get the second unit to pass at all, He's got my vote because that second unit is composed of Jamal Crawford, a man who is legendarily a good teammate, but is also known for ball hogging. He's a score first guy. He's a score first, second and third guy. And as um, as the now canceled Bill Simmons has said, the tendencies of uh, the bad tendencies of players don't get better when they get old. Right. They tend to they tend to get worse and more glaring. Um, two, he's also fighting for his NBA career, and he's not—he's not, not going to get an NBA career because he's like good at, at uh, you know, getting the the rock move. <laughs> um, he's not—he's not going the Jared Dudley route. So that'll be interesting. Beasley, similarly, his nickname is a walking bucket, not a walking good cog in the gear. I mean, from the moment he—here's what I know about Beasley. It's not much, but I remember when he was drafted. And the number one concern with him was uh, behavior. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was like, you know, limitless athleticism, potential upside, but, you know, some, some behavior issues coming out of college. Um, again, um, I, don't, I also don't care about weed, uh, and, you know, whatever, or drug use at all, really. Um, but something to think about. Uh, but you know, and then of course, uh, um, did you, did you hear Chris Vernon's story about Beasley? No, no. So it was the year he got drafted. Say he was drafted second overall. Yeah. And, uh, apparently Russell Westbrook was in that draft too. He got picked fourth. Mm. And so I think they were down. I think they were down in summer league. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was there was some workout going on with like the lottery picks or something like that, and practice time rolls around and there's one person conspicuously missing, 
And that's <laughs> our boy, Michael Beasley. So they, they roll over to his hotel room and they have to rouse him out of bed because he just <laughs> completely <laughs> was blowing this thing off. Meanwhile, apparently Russell Westbrook had gotten there two hours early. And by the time Beasley had showed up, was just like completely drenched in sweat and had been bawling out for hours and hours. <laughs> and whoever had initially drafted Beasley had their first moment of real trepidation about oh, what the yeah. Michael Beasley experience might be like. Right. Um, no, that is that is very on brand from everything I know, from what little I know about Beasley. But again, sure, we need a power forward. Uh, as you know, Amir Johnson was was my pick for for Nets power forward. But Be- Beasley is fine. I don't. I mean, you're not going to get, this, you know, uh, you know, you're not going to get a superstar out there right now. No. Um, and uh, Dante Hall, I'm I'm excited for. He 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 see, looks to be right like the poor man's Jared Allen. We'll see how poor man. It's always impossible to tell how good a G leaguer is from his stats, which are good. It's like 15 points and more than 10 rebounds and a block and a half um, and a steal a game. Like that's all great in like 20 some minutes. That's all great, but you know, um, uh, you know, like. Jared Allen could probably average about eight blocks a game, um, you know, and uh, we, we've seen we've seen all that before. So those right. are my those are my thoughts. Well, D. Hall is six foot nine, right? So he's a little bit undersized, little but apparently has a seven foot five wingspan. Yes, yes, he's a he he is a wingspan um, juggernaut. Right. I know nothing about D. Hall. Um, I know that John Hollinger li- apparently liked him put him okay. on uh, people to sign, you know, people, free agents he would sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I have no expectations other than I'm I'm uh, fully on board with D. Hall. I hope for the best. You know, I, th- I bet if the Nets asked him to do a press conference, he would show up to it. I bet <laughs> if they told him to take a team picture, he would take his hat off if he had yep. a hat on. Yep. And I bet if asked um, whether several of his teammates should be shipped off to another team, he would probably say, no, I like my teammates. <laughs> right. Now, again, I've said I don't know that much about D. Hall, but these are just, you know, these are just guesses. But I'm assuming that's how he would approach things. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm all all in on D Hall. Um, yeah, and about Crawford and Beasley, I you know, funny. It's funny. Like <laughs> <laughs> Crawford kid is obviously a bucket getter. Beasley, mm-hmm. <laughs> full of potential. You don't get drafted number two unless you have some upside. Yeah. Never lived up to it, but um, no. maybe he will now. Maybe he's found his home. <laughs> He was always a guy in for a good time, not a long time guy. What do you think about the the possibility of any of these three guys being a net in the following season when our superstars may or may not return? Great, great Q Williams. So I think I'll start with I'll start with the two the two vets. Um, I mean, I I think it's very possible, honestly just based on not having actually seen them play. Uh-huh. Um, but just because, you know, they are at least Beasley is buddies with Durant. I read Scoop B said that, that Jamal Crawford was at least like respected by a 
Kyrie Irving and and KD. Right. He's um, more. He's more in the um, in the Jacques Vaughn class, though. He has a higher higher possibility of being friends with Jacques Vaughn than any of the players, since they're I think contemporaries. Yes, they are. They played. They played against one another um, several times. Um, Jacques Vaughn, I think, is only five years older. Okay. Um, I think Sean Marks is only maybe three or four years <laughs> older. <laughs> Uh, I have a hard time for seeing um, Jamal Crawford being on the team next year. 41 is just an, a, a, a really late age for a bucket getter <laughs> exactly. to find a role on, a, on an NBA team. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I hear you. I'm not sure that he's going to get playing time on this uh, net squad. You know what I mean? Because do you th- do you, who do you trust more to get you a bucket, John and Musa or Jamal Crawford? Oh no, I don't think. No, I agree with you there. I'm I am hard on Jamal Crawford. I I would I would <laughs> gladly if both of them were drowning, I would gladly save Jamal Crawford if I could only save one. Um, but uh, I do I do just think that maybe Tyler Johnson might might get time over him and I'm not sure if he can play the three. I feel like Lawa TLC might have him beat out for that just cause he's been on the team for a while and we might need defense, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying he's not a lock to me for, for playing. I Beasley, I don't know who else they're going to get to play the four other than Beasley um, in the, in the, uh, on the bench. Because you think Kuruch is going to start, right? Yes. I don't know who you would have starting other than Kuruch. Like, those are the two. <laughs> I cannot wait for Kuruch to become a starter on this team again. That is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and play the five, as we said last game. I think he might get some time at the five, depending on how Dante Hall. On Hall, I feel like if, if Jared Allen is back, I don't know that there's much room at the end. Yeah, but he could be a two-way. Here's what I, I think: Dante Hall has a very good chance of being a two-way with the Nets. Um, um, you mentioned Tyler Johnson, Simon, and I mm-hmm. read buried somewhere deep that he was one of a few players who has not yet joined the Nets for quote personal reasons. Yes, what is going on with him? He's still quote in route to Orlando. Really? Yeah. Yeah, weird, uh, weird time to for for these personal reasons to emerge. You know, you gotta, you got to wonder what's going on there. Well, yes, absolutely, and very worrying for from the Nets' perspective because he has to then quarantine for fourteen days. Right, I don't think they're gonna charter a private jet for Tyler Johnson to get down there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, not not a great. Not a great start to the Tyler Johnson reign on this team. Uh, your guy, Torian Prince, is out. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. I definitely – here's what I will say, William. I would definitely rather have Michael Beasley on this team than t- t- Torian Prince at the, <laughs> at the number that you can sign Beasley for, which is a vet minimum, I have to assume. I'd have to – I mean, he didn't play this season. <laughs> Hence, he has to skip five games for the last time he did try to play and was suspended. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Simon, what do you say we talk a new segment here? And this one is is brought to you by a suggestion from you. Oh, okay. It's called Bradley Beal isn't going to Orlando, 
But is he going to Brooklyn? <laughs> Thanks, William. Thanks for having me here. Uh, you, you sent me a quote. It said, during the league shutdown, multiple teams, the Lakers, Nets, and Pelicans, among others, reportedly showed interest in Beal. But importantly here, this last, this last line, Simon, but Beal says he wants to give the Wizards a chance. Mm-hmm. I would like to just really emphasize that last part. <laughs> Beal has, there's no waiver in this guy's statements on whether he wants to be a wizard next year or not. He has uniformly answered, yes, he wants to be a wizard next year. I have heard rumors that people who have seen John Wall play are very excited about how good John Wall has been and that there is real buzz around the Wizards that they think they could be a playoff team, uh, like a contending playoff team next year. A contending playoff team? Yes. That would be something. With a healthy Wall, Bradley Beal, re-sign Bertons, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then go with some of the other gunners they got. <laughs> and one more year of seasoning on Rui Hachimura, <laughs> the third star. Hey, he's the best Japanese basketball player in the NBA. Oh, definitely. Um, no, I like Rui also. I just, you know. It kind of drops off fast after those three. Yeah. Uh, Ish Smith, I think, is on the mm-hmm. team. Um, He's in the mix. Uh, Ish. Do they have Jabari Parker, maybe? I don't know. I think they might. I- I've lost track. He's, Jabari He's Parker. He's a guy. Way. He's a uh, I can't quit you all star. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. I would love to get a taste of Jabari in a Nets uniform. <laughs> Do you remember watching him? There was one. There was one game when he was on the Bulls. I don't know if it was this year or last year, where we were watching, and you pointed out just how little he was trying on defense. Like you and I, as we've said, are not. We're not like tape watchers. We're not. You know. We don't have like our eyes glued to, to each individual player. It's, it's not right. like the draft express thing where they put the spotlight on the player. Um, it it's uh, it's tough for us to see it, but it was so clear. Like the guy was shoot a guy his his, his player he was supposed to be guarding was shooting and he had his back to him. <laughs> like no, I, I at the at the time yeah it was definitely the laziest defense I had ever seen <laughs> in an NBA game, uh, but that was quickly supplanted by the defense of our ten million dollar a year center DeAndre Jordan. Right. Right. Those two have a very similar defensive ethos. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but okay, so the Beal thing. Here's the thing. I definitely don't think that if the, if the Nets ever acquire him, it will not be preseason. It will have to be at the point where they try the Wall-Beal thing. It doesn't work. It will have to not work out, which I acknowledge – Maybe it will work out. Um, but if it doesn't work out, then I think the Wizards will look to, to cash in. And what I worry about, aside from the fact that the Nets, you know, won't get him, which, uh, you know, I guess worry is not the right word for that. But but that they will get into a bidding war, as I said with you in the email, with a team like the Pelicans who have – I don't exactly know why they would want Beal, but if they want him – I guess he's kind of on the timeline. Like you'll get prime Beal at the same time as you're getting a a pretty good team that they already have. Uh-huh. Um, I guess is why they would want him. But they could throw 
a huge number of picks at, at the Wizards because they got a ton um, from the Lakers. Um, so, you know, that could be trouble. Yeah, I guess I, I, I agree with you. Um, wholeheartedly that we're not getting him before this season, which makes the constant conversation about whether we're <laughs> going to get Beal <laughs> yeah. somewhat difficult. But if we're in agreement that we're not going to get him in, at the earliest at the trade deadline midseason. Yeah. And I love that everyone's just assuming next season's a sure thing. Like, yeah. I know I keep bringing this up, but... I I am so skeptical that next season happens in in the way that everyone's assuming it will right now, unless a vaccine obviously comes out. Right. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I think we can agree he's not going to come before trade deadline of next season. So maybe we just uh, table the Beal talk till then. <laughs> Never. Um, <laughs> Here's what I did want to also bring up here is that the, he is the only player that I have seen linked to the Nets as far as star. Like we, we've talked about a bunch of other players who could potentially be the third star, but Beal's the only one that's been written about repeatedly as, as linked to the Nets as far as I know. Yeah, which also for me is a tell that we're definitely not going to get him because Sean Marks, if anything, uh, you know, it, something happens and you've not heard one peep about it. Uh, right. That's yeah. That's true. That's true. So that this could be some of the smoke that that Sean Marks likes to put up. So you're not looking at the well, who he's actually going after. Maybe an Andre Drummond. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Simon, The Athletic pulled its staff and readers about best and worst arenas. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see this. This doesn't end well. Yeah, of course, because Nets Daily didn't write about it. Uh, Nets showed up in the top three of one of the uh, things about best and worst of arenas. Would you like to guess what it was in the top three of? Top three worst crowd. Oh, my. <laughs> it said, it will be interesting to see what the energy is like in this building with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are playing together on the Nets. But up until this point, this has mostly felt like a basketball game being played in a mausoleum. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> really? I thought that was kind of a tired an uh, analogy, but in a mausoleum, though, like I, I understand you're you're trying to get to the point that it's quiet, right? But it, describing <laughs> it as a mausoleum is good. Like, yes, if they were like, there's not much crowd noise in there. Like, yeah, sure, that's tired, but mausoleum, come on, um, Swisheroo. Right, we have often lamented the lack of fervor in. Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it slightly less since we've been a part of the block. So when we used to go to games, we would sit up in the nosebleeds and at best there would be like a teen group from upstate New York or something like that. And <laughs> right. they would be excited, but it certainly wouldn't be because of the basketball. They would no. be excited because there'd be some flirting going on, maybe a hat <laughs> steal, maybe Johnny's <laughs> going to buy a pretzel for Jenny, something like that. Right. Um, but generally speaking, <laughs> nobody gave a shit about the team when you're sitting up there. 
Um, there were always, there's always, if there's a decently popular team in town, always more fans for the other team. There just isn't a big contingency of that. Now, our, our complaints about that, or not even complaints, but just sort of acknowledgement of that, has gone down a little bit since we are in the Brooklyn Nets uh, fan zone, the block. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, we're amidst uh, people who very very fervently enjoy the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but that shouldn't, I don't think either of us have ever been like, oh yeah, I mean, there's a massive, overwhelming crowd reaction to this team. No, I mean, the, the very need for a section of fans who are there in large part because the tickets are free and they're told, that, and the, for those tickets, they're told they have to like scream. Right. They're they're put basically at at figurative gunpoint and told to scream is a good indication that your arena maybe isn't the loudest. Right. In the bottom bowl, an entire section given away tickets for free and they still can't pe- get people to show up. Right. Which we show up. We're there. Yeah, we sh- but we showed up hard. We we risked uh pandemic illness for that thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's when people used to be able to go. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, speaking of, I can't make a good transition here, so I'm just going to move on to a new segment. Okay. Okay. And this segment's going to be called <clears throat> the Deep Cut. Mm, it's a he- deep. It's a headline, Simon. Mm-hmm. DJ Khaled's Snipes sneaker brand to open store opposite Barclays. Okay. <laughs> so my next note says, not confused yet? Just wait. Quote, <laughs> we couldn't be more excited to introduce the game-changing Snipes 2.0 store concept to our U.S. customer, said Snipes Chief Executive Officer Sven Voth. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. So this deep cut, Simon, right next to the Shake Shack and Chick-fil-A, which are are bustling these days across the street from Barclays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is a new sneaker store called Snipes that apparently DJ Khaled is like a paid spokesperson for. And I was yeah. actually walking by on Thursday or Friday morning right in front of it. And there was a line out the door, and I will say a not socially distanced line, (laughs) Um, Uh out the door of people waiting to get into what I think may have been the debut of Snipes. Hmm. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm sensing from you that you, I'm sensing from you that this is not a story that you're particularly (laughs) interested in. (laughs) Uh, Hmm. That's interesting. This is the Bradley Beal uh, <laughs> trade rumor of net stories for me. Right. Bring neither of us neither of us are sneaker heads. Right. Although I do have a pretty sick pair of air pennies. And you have about 30 pairs of shoes. So. Yeah, but they're not really sneaker. I only have one pair of sneaker sneakers that are, like, trying to be cool sneakers. Okay. And they're not, you know, they're not. I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you what like a cool sneaker is. And uh-huh. I can't, I can't, I can't identify a sneaker at sight, which I think is sort of baseline. You care about sneakers. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, 
I don't know what the point of this segment is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sneaker store across from Barclay Center, Simon. Suck yeah, on that. Yeah. Your co-host doesn't know either. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's hit up the mailbag, shall we? Mailbag. Is that the best we can do for mailbag? <laughs> mailbag. Yeah, there it is. All right. Mailbag. We got a mailbag question from Luis Torres. Simon, it says... With Beasley on the team, how many drug tests will come up positive before he tests positive for COVID-19? <laughs> oh, boy. Now, of course, we don't wish that on anyone. Definitely not. Definitely not. No. Um, uh, first of all, thanks for the question, Luis Torres. Uh, and for all Maybe Next Time listeners out there, hit us up. On Gmail, maybe next time at gmail.com. Get us your questions. It's the maybe next time guarantee. And this is something Simon got tattooed on the small of his back. If we get <laughs> a mailbag question, it will be responded to in full, thoughtfully, reflectively, passionately on an episode of Maybe Next Time. Yes, that is our guarantee. That is the MNT guarantee. Simon, with BZ on the team, how many drug tests are coming out positive before he tests for COVID-19? I, first of all, I truly hope that in, uh, in this time of revenue hemorrhaging, the NBA is not wasting time and money on drug tests. I have heard that they are not going to be testing for marijuana in the bubble. Yeah, good. Uh, that is that is good news. I hope that's true. So I hope the number is zero. But if there is even <laughs> a little bit of testing, um, they can say it's random all they want. Right. But they're targeting Beasley. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's an easy mark when it comes they, to marijuana use. Yeah, they've seen the welcome to Brooklyn photo. <laughs> uh, now, do you think he 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 packs like D'Lo into a an air, a fake Arizona iced tea can, or do you think he has a slightly more clever uh, way of masking the weed he's bringing across the country? I, I hope a, a a seasoned vet like like Beasley has has got a few more tricks up his sleeve than they the uh, we talked about it at the time the painfully bad scam that. Uh, that uh, <laughs> D'Lo is trying to pull on the TSA. The usually <laughs> feckless and inept TSA right. still, still caught, caught on to bringing a monster-sized liquid container onto a plane that was clearly <laughs> filled with weed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like any opportunity we get, Simon, to talk about Beasley, I'm in. It's just so <laughs> nice to have players on this team I like again. <laughs> Oh, boy. Do you think you'll still like them even if they're terrible? If, if of and when course. They are terrible? Of course. <laughs> the worse they are, the more I'm going to like them. I <laughs> hope he's just a, a nonstop chucker disaster out there. <laughs> what do you think the passing rate is going to be, seriously, on that second unit? Do you think they're going to, like, is it two passes before a, a shot? You mean... Any you mean when, right. No, I, I think it's going to be 
It's going to be a pretty selfish G League looking squad out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? That could that could create some games where one of these guys goes off for big numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I get one of those in this eight game thing, I am going to be absolutely over the moon. Yeah. It will redeem what has been a totally miserable season as a Nets fan. <laughs> so no pressure, Beasley D. Hood. Is that his name? I've totally forgotten. Uh, D-Hood and, Dante and Crawford. or Dante. What is his last name? Paul. Paul, not Paul. Hood. Shit. Yeah, my bad. Anyway, no pressure, guys, but all of my hopes and expectations now lie in you three. Yeah. Um, all right. Simon, we're going to do a Novavax special. Great. This is a fun little segment we're going to do this week. On one of America's premier drug makers, Novavax. Now, as all of you are surely aware, Novavax is a company that has never patented and manufactured a drug in its entire tenure as a company. But they have been given $1.6 billion to bring a COVID-19 vaccine to market in mass by early next year. So what this segment is going to be is we're going to pick Nets players um, to get a huge amount of money to do something that they've literally never proven able to do in their entire careers. Mm -hmm. Like Novavax is getting billions of dollars to do something that they have literally never proven they're capable of doing. Right. Which, by the way, I think is probably pretty upsetting to most people, the Novavax thing. Yeah, to the extent they're aware of it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Seems like a a misappropriation of, say, $1.6 billion, but... Yes. There's no doubt in my mind that that is some kind of... Um, back F- favor or, or to like, a friend. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Crony capitalism. <laughs> yeah. All right, Simon. So I'll do my first net. <clears throat> what they're going to get paid to do that they've shown no evidence of actually possessing the ability to do. I'm going to give Jared Allen 1.6 billion dollars, Simon, to shoot and make three pointers. Excellent. Excellent. Who's, who's your first guy? My first guy is Karis LeVert, who's going to get paid to be that scintillating third star. Ooh, that one's good. That one's good. I was thinking for ham efficiency, but we already sort of made fun of that one, so I just passed. But that's a great one, yes. Thanks. He is is held up as our certain-to-be third star when there has been scant evidence that he can even, you know, play close to a full season, let alone be a third star. All right. My next guy who's going to get paid, Simon, is Joe Harris. And I'm going to give him $1.6 billion for his ability to dunk a basketball. (laughs) He can't dunk a basketball? I'm sure he can dunk, but have you ever seen Joe Harris dunk? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Didn't we look didn't you look this up one time and he was like I did it for D'Angelo Russell. 
Because uh, we started okay. to suspect that maybe he couldn't even dunk. And he does right. have a ludicrously low number of career dunks. But um, for, he, for someone who's 6'5", yeah. For someone who's 6'5", yeah. But uh, <laughs> he, he did have a few dunks. He can okay. dunk. I'm sure Joe Harris can dunk, but... He, um, he needs a big head of steam. Yeah, he does need a big head of steam. I can't remember a time in a game when me, Joe Harris is dunked. Me neither, William. Okay, uh, who's your next uh, guy? Okay, my my next guy is uh, Rody Kurooks, who I am going to pay to be um, to have any instincts, any sort of instincts on, on defense. Um, I think he is. As as I again I mentioned last week, Matt Brooks had a good little video breakdown. He's a good individual one on one defender. He makes great cuts. He has just absolutely no idea what's going on when it comes to following a team concept on defense and what to do when like there's a screen, what to do when like there's a back cut. Like he's good at cutting, but he loses his cutter all the time. <laughs> Um, anyway, but it would be great if, if he could. Yes, that would be fantastic. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Jean and Musa a fat sack. Mm, great for uh, modeling good posture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also boy. give him a lot of money for for modeling good shot selection if you if I you were so inclined. Say. I was gonna say. That's good. Uh, okay. And my, my, this is my final one, William. Yeah. Wait, is it my turn? Yeah. 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 It's your final uh, one. It's, I, I've got no more. I am going to give my every dollar I've got to Torian Prince for being a stretch four. <laughs> Not a good stretch four, it turns out. No. Really, really, really bad. Career worst season. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, it was. It was just. Who did not live up to what I, my expectations? Certainly. Don't don't you think? And I just to break a little bit out of, out of this for a second, just very quickly. Don't you? Th- I was truly bummed that Torian was not going to play. Not because I like him, but because I thought it could be a chance to rebuild some of his rock bottom value. Mm-hmm. You mean for a trade? Yeah, or even just to have hope for the Nets that he could Okay, right, right, help. right. Yeah, no, I mean, it. I'll tell you this. It couldn't have hurt. <laughs> yeah. Because right. I would imagine that his value, both on the Nets and in the league, couldn't get any lower than it already is. Yeah. I mean, I guess I mean, he's not Alan Crabb untouchable yet, so I guess he could keep going lower. But how funny would it have been if we'd brought Alan Crabb back? It would have been incredible. And honestly, <laughs> we could have used him. He's terrible. He's terrible. I heard a thing, um, a podcast this week, where they were interviewing the Athletics, like, Atlanta beat reporter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, just about the, the sort of disappointing 
season that Atlanta had because they had some expectations going into it that some guys would develop and that they might be, you know, maybe playing for the playoffs. And one of the things that they mentioned, one of the things he said was like, and, you know, going into the season, they they weren't expecting Alan Crabb to be an all-star, but they certainly thought he was going to be playable. Yeah, yeah. And right. uh, he very quickly proved himself not even to be playable. So, uh, you know, it might be too soon to, to pour one out for him. Uh, but I could very easily see Alan Crabb not ever donning another NBA jersey again. If if Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley are getting contracts, and <laughs> you think you're it's not, you think it's way too soon to tell. Oh right, and you're not, then yeah, you got no hope. It's curtains. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you again for the question, Luis Torres, and we are going to. Although that was a totally different segment. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it's always good. Thank to, you, so, Simon, it's good to be. It's good to be thankful, right? And welcome back to another episode. <laughs> Speaking of another episode, we are going to do a thing that we've begun attaching to the end of our episodes, mm-hmm. which is where we review a menu in yeah. some way in our minds anyway tangentially related to the nets right Definitely. so it'll be in orlando it'll be somehow germane to the nets yeah um you know that irljz on twitter recommended we do a spin-off podcast where we just review menus oh Okay. Which is kind of a titillating uh, idea, Simon. I was thinking of some names for it the other night and trying to get okay. Claire to. I'm not saying that we have to do this, but I'm just, I was, you know, maybe we could call this segment one of these names. But I was trying to think of a, what, a good name for this weird menu segment that we do, slash spinoff podcast that we did where we reviewed menus. And Claire, you know, came up with our name for this one and is generally pretty good at like a snappy headline or a clever, clever title. Couldn't come up with one mm. that was very good. She couldn't. I have a few and I'd like to run them by you. They're not good, but they were the best of a truly atrocious batch of, of titles. You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, maybe the best one, and this should should tell you something. <laughs> maybe the best <laughs> one was table for who? <laughs> <laughs> what were Claire's? Because if you're comfortable reading, <laughs> no, I mean, I, no, I, no, I don't fine. even remember what the other ones. Uh, let's see, another one, digest teeth, digest. <laughs> Really not good stuff. And it's a digest of digestive. <laughs> Another one was you talking to me and you. <laughs> That's your best one, honestly. Are you talking to me and you? Is that's unstoppable. You talking that's to me and you? Me and you. <laughs> you must not be talking to me and you. Get my menu out of your mouth. Get my menu out of my mouth. <laughs> That's spectacular. That has to be it. 
If you have other suggestions, throw them in the trash. Right, right. Oh, also, listeners, if you've got a suggestion for what this section segment's title should be or what our spinoff podcast should be called, please submit them. These are <laughs> awful. Have no, any uh, have you have any come to mind to you while I've been saying these, Simon? No, all I can think about is, is you talking to me and you? Are you talking to me and you? Um that is the gold standard, folks. You can send in your your suggestions if you'd like, but just know that you're I mean it's like going one-on-one with Giannis over here. <laughs> it doesn't end well for you folks. No. Um, all right. So we, this week, we're going to go to a little place. And this, Simon, I am genuinely fucking thrilled. This is the best menu we have seen in weeks. Like, it's not a steakhouse um, <laughs> for, like, a good red-blooded American like we had last week, which was, is, right. you know, a special treat on its own. But a seafood place is, like, not far off from a steakhouse. This is a place called Joe's Crab Shack. And it is owned by the vile and inept NBA owner, Tillman Shut Up and Listen for Tita. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And it is apparently a place that players can order from when they're in their hotels down in Orlando. So we yeah. are going to hit up Joe's Crab Shack. Simon, which net are you going to order from Joe's Crab Shack with this week? Oh, I totally forgot that that's what we... <laughs> I'm going to put on a World War One era face mask bong with our man <laughs> Michael Beasley. And I am going to, first of all, smoke whatever he's got, because I bet it's very uh-huh. good. And mm-hmm. then we are going to go to effing town at Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> that, that's great. I will, I will take... Uh, D Hall, so I can figure out what his name is. Great. Yes, that would be wonderful. So Simon found this one. It's called Joe's Crab Shack. As far as I know, Simon, do correct me if I'm wrong. Um, This is not a restaurant that we could go to in New York, is it? I don't know. That's a good question. Because if it exists in New York, I am there. 1,000% in on going there. Yeah, I know. Let me I'm going to look that up NYC here. I mean, of course, you know, who knows what their COVID situation is, but Right. No, I'm not talking about right now. I don't want to go to any restaurant right now. But yes, at some point when we are allowed to go eat in a normal context, because I want the whole experience. I don't want whatever weird Mm. thing they've got now where they're going to like spray everything down and have gloves. And I want to be wined and dined by Joe and his crab shack. Right. Um, so we're here, folks. We're ordering at Joe's Crab Shack. Simon, can we start off with some specialty cocktails? Uh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, let's get this meal started with a specialty cocktail. I'm going to go first because I do not want you to take the thing I want. Okay. I'm getting the shark bite. Oh, yes, I'm doing it. So it's got Bacardi Limon rum, Don Q 151 rum, absolute vodka, Two rums, a vodka, a decuper blue curacao, sweet and sour, and grenadine. It's basically just blue sweet crap. Uh, it's 400 <laughs> calories for you. But the thing that really drew me to the shark bite, Simon, 
is the image to the left of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I'm looking at? Yes, I do. I mean, I don't know exactly what it's supposed to be, but to me, it looks like a great white shark vomiting blood into the glass. <laughs> Honestly, William, this is not a Rorschach test. That is the only thing you could possibly <laughs> So see. what I'm hoping is going on uh, that it's not a shark puking blood into your drink, but that it is maybe <laughs> a shark that is filled with grenadine, which is red and blood colored. And so you get like a shark on the side that you pour your grenadine over your drink with, I think might be what's happening here. Okay. So then the, sh- the, the, the shark bite would be, yeah, would be you get something from the shark that you're, like, pouring into this drink. But right now, it I mean, it, it looks like the guy's puking. Blood. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Well, exactly. All right, so what are you getting for, to start off, what is going to be an extraordinary seafood experience? Well, William, uh, me and um, D. Hall are going... Uh, on fight night because I'm getting the TKO punch, <laughs> uh, which is um, perhaps the only drink on here that rivals yours for number of alcohols. Um, Captain Morgan Spice Rum, Cruisin' Mango Rum, um, De Kuiper Blue Curacao, 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 Oh Monin Coconut Syrup, Syrup, Syrup. Um, Fat Tuesday, strawberry puree, orange, and pineapple juices. I guess there's only two things. Wow, you're a health nut. That's only 290 calories. Yeah, which is interesting because it seems like quite a lot of it is sugar. Yeah, there's a a literal syrup in yours. I don't know how I got 110 calories more. It looks like there was one that did have more calories than mine, the Category 5 Hurricane. Yeah. 420. Hey, 420. Beasley would like that. That's what Beasley's getting. (laughs) He's getting a Category 5, baby. <laughs> I bet he's probably... I would guess that he's had a Category 5 before. I would, too. I would imagine <laughs> it's what he calls a day starter. <laughs> Beasley likes to party. Yeah. God, I love the new look Nets. This is just <laughs> so much more fun of a team. All right, so we've got... <laughs> Some toxically sweet drinks going right now. So, I mean, let's hit up mm-hmm. some Shack Snacks. Ooh, great. These Shack Snacks look incredible Absolutely to me. wonderful. I agree. Why don't, you, why don't you go first? Well, as much as I'd like to get the mozzarella brick. Um, <laughs> I, oh, don't put the word brick on a menu. I know. It just sounds. It's also just like I know you can shape them into whatever you want. Right. Like they, it's not like a, a mozzarella stick is like a a, a natural occurrence. <laughs> so just sort of lazy to put them as a brick. But um, um, I am going to get the voodoo chicken bites. Um, I know we're at a seafood restaurant. I'll be getting seafood later, folks. But in the meantime, I'm getting a Cajun flavored. Uh, with fries and scratch made BBQ sauce. They they say scratch whenever they've done anything besides get something out of a package from somewhere else, I guess. Right. I guess whenever they deviate from the Paula Deen uh, cooking. Right. 
Right. Method. Or uh, what's her what's her name? Isn't that Simi who does it? Oh, I Sa- thought that's who it was. Sandra Lee. Oh, sorry, yes, sorry, not yeah. Paula Dean. I I sorry for besmirching the good name of Paula Dean, who I think is a, a canceled, right? Yeah, she was canceled before canceling was a thing. Okay. Uh, well, that's a that's a modest twelve hundred calorie voodoo chicken bite right there. <laughs> that's got yeah. a that scratch made BBQ sauce. Better be packing a lot of flavor for twelve hundred mm. cows. I'm gonna go uh, because I am watching my figure with a little thing I like to call goodness gracious, great balls of fire. <laughs> They're just called great balls of fire. They are, as you surely inferred from the title, scratch made with crab, seafood, cream cheese, absolutely abhorrent, jalapenos <laughs> with fries and ranch dressing, all coming in at a modest 1,030 calories. Mm. Sounds amazing, other than the cream cheese part. Right. But, yeah, no, there's much more I'd love to get into in this uh, snack shack or shack snack. But we got to move on, Simon. It's chopped and souped time. Oh, great. Oh, there's not much in that, but might as well, right? Yeah, I'm getting the chowder. Thanks for asking. Yeah, getting a chowder. Perfect thing to get it at such a place. You getting the bowl or the cup? Uh, You know, bowl. <laughs> I don't want to get ripped. All right, I'm getting the Joe's Garden. It's lettuce, bacon, avocado, tomato, red onion, cheese, house-made croutons with choice of dressing. Simon, any recommendation? What what kind of dressing would go perfectly on a Joe's Garden? Um, blue cheese, but you don't like blue cheese, so ranch. Ranch dance. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so what are you getting for your main? My main, and there is a lot of great options. I uh, think that, I mean, there, yeah, there are a spectacular number of options, but there are two segments of the menu. Each one has a different, diff, different uh, title. Two segments that really stand out to me in terms of funny. Okay. So, <laughs> so fishticated. Yes, that's an excellent one. And who you calling shrimp? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Uh, anyway, go ahead. What are you getting? Well, I'll tell you what I'm getting. I <laughs> I am getting the shrimp trio. So you're um, you're who you calling shrimp? It. Who yeah. you calling shrimp? Um, which comes with crispy coconut and popcorn shrimp with fries, coleslaw, and hush puppies. Did I ever tell you I love hush puppies? That is totally unsurprising. <laughs> Um, what of those three shrimp, or pardon me, that trio of shrimp, which style are you most excited about? Mm, crispy. Really? Yeah, I like crispy. Do you crispy think that's shrimp. a breaded crispy? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Heavily breaded. Okay. Very little shrimp in that. Right. So what would distinguish that from a popcorn? Great cue. I didn't think it through. Okay. Um, I think popcorn. Hang on one second. Yes. Oh, you want to hear? Oh, great. H- Hillary's asked to be uh, an audience of one. Um, oh, cool. For, for our uh, podcast, not, uh, not not at all disruptive. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. So um, I I don't I think popcorn shrimp is maybe smaller. But you know what? Can I can I get a mulligan on this one? Yeah, go I'll, for it. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to get the Joe's Classic. Sorry, folks. Which is Dungeness Crab, mm, Sweet Snow Crab, mm, <laughs> Shrimp, uh, unclear what kind, popcorn, fried, whatever. But I guess it's just in this uh, classic steamer. Um, and Smoked Sausage with Old Bay uh, copyright. Right, right, right. Okay, that sounds great. For one or for two? Are you ordering that for both of you? Uh, I don't know what D. Hall wants, but D. Hall needs to put on some weight, so sure, I'll split it with him, and he should get a name. <laughs> uh, well, we're about to head to the sides, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order mine first, if you're okay with that. Of course. All right, Simon, I am getting, and this was a tough choice, as you said, but I'm gonna go to the cr- section crab buckets. <laughs> And get myself a crab daddy feast. Mm-mm. It's snow Dungeness and King Crab all clocking in at a modest, honestly, compared to our appetizer, 560 calories. That is half the number of calories that came in my Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. And well I mean, under half of what came in your voodoo chicken bites. Right. Hell, I think that I've... meal is like as much as my fucking shark bite. <laughs> Well, William, I, I think what the folks at home, I hope, I hope what they take away from this, if they're looking to learn, um, <laughs> is that, um, one, we don't know D. Hall's name, but two, that uh, frying things is a great way to add cows. It is. It really is. Which brings us to our seasides, Simon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of them is a, is a hush puppy. But you've already got that on your dish, don't you? Well, not in my new one. My mulligan does not come with hush puppies. What so about I, a puppy are you into? I just, they're, the the fried dough is, is perfection. And then the sweetness, you know I'm not a big sweets guy except in quarantine. Um, your, your mic is coming in and out right now. Oh, dear. Yeah, you've been knocking that thing around like crazy. Yeah, can you hear me now? Oh, that is coming in crisp. I think our listeners are going to be really curious to clearly hear why you like a hush puppy. Okay, I love a hush puppy because they are, um, I love the, the fried batter. I love that they're just the right amount of sweet. I'm not a sweet nut, but I... You like a hint of sweet. I love a hint of sweet. Um, and I also have only had them, I think... At um, Long John Silver's, where the other food items are horrible. <laughs> yeah, Long John's isn't a great place to go. No, no. I, I mean, the best thing about Long John's is that you, if you get a cup of water, it tastes like fish because the entire <laughs> the air has permeated everything. Right. It's kind of like if you get toilet paper at a bodega it, and the it, toilet paper smells exactly like a bodega. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I try, I try to avoid the bodega toilet paper as a result of that. Claire mm. accidentally got scented toilet paper recently. Yikes! You, you never, you never send a lady to get the toilet paper because you need the hard stuff. You need the Scots thousand sheet for like a dollar. Exactly. I go for this like the the 79 cents off like urban meadow 1000 <laughs> sheet. Yeah. Yeah, that I, if you have any fewer than four digit ply on your toilet paper, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you, you got your nose so far in the air about your goddamn toilet paper. Yes, your your ass should be raw. <laughs> 
if if you're if you're if you by the end of your wipe you aren't bleeding. You're then, not wiping up blood that a shark just puked into your drink. If you're not if you're not ready for a shark bite because your ass is bleeding and you're ready for a shark to be vomiting blood into your drink, then you got the wrong kind of toilet paper, mister. <laughs> Oh, man. I, we are of one mind on the toilet paper front, my friend. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? The seasides aren't terribly exciting to me, honestly. No, this is not. Yeah, this is not your exciting um, steakhouse sides, right? With your cream spinach and your other exciting <laughs> creamed products. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm just going to get coleslaw. Okay. Keep it simple, okay. you know? I, I love coleslaw. I love coleslaw. I mean, there are... The problem with coleslaw, it... There is a pretty low floor. There is <laughs> there is borderline inedible coleslaw. Okay, okay. Are you... Are you I've, do you I've disagree really with that? I've had inedible coleslaw. I mean, I, I guess if it's bad, like if it's literally gone off... Um, yeah, but you can also have really snooty coleslaw that's like doesn't use any mayonnaise, you know, and it's like this is like essence of dill mixed <laughs> mixed with aromatic oils from Tuscany. Oh yeah. Well, so so to to be clear, I do not prefer that type. Like I prefer like a KFC style. Um I mean, I come from a family where the extended family's le- uh, salad is is a sweet mayonnaise. It's it's a mayonnaise ketchup blend, right? So I I know from a creamy uh, coleslaw, and I I so I firmly agree with you that that is definitely the better kind. But I also like a, a, a vinegar based coleslaw. Yeah, I have a hard time with a vinegar based one, and also if you get a Miracle Whip one, it it takes a turn fast. I've never. I don't think I've ever had that. It's it's brutal. Um, okay. I think mostly I had that at like family picnic type events with extended family. You know, you'd get someone who was trying to be healthy, so used Miracle Whip in there and the slaw. Okay. But anyway, I don't think we will come across Miracle Whip very often in in the modern modern era. Right. I agree. Um, all right, so let's get a dessert, right? Sure, unless you want to add a cluster. Sure, add a cluster. I'll add a half-pound shrimp cluster. Half-pound of shrimp, and I'm going to add a crab cake. Mmm. You big a crab cake fan? No, I've never actually had a crab cake I liked. Do you um, think uh, Do you think Michael Beasley's a crab cake fan? He's from the sure. uh, D.C. area. That's big... Uh, That's crab okay. country. He would love this place. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for so many reasons. <laughs> Got that right, munchie. something to eat after uh, <laughs> a gravity bong. No, face mask bong. Face mask bong. I'm sorry. Gravity bong is alcohol. Gas mask bong. Gas mask bong. All right. Dessert it up. Treat size also available, but I assume we're going for the full thing, right? Sure, of course. All right. What are you getting? Uh, key lime pie. Uh, so, so, so snoozeville pie. <laughs> Have you guys tried to make the key lime pie that I got you a magnet recipe for? We haven't yet. Um, 
but maybe for my bustling birthday. You got a birthday in coming March? up, William. In March. Okay, we'll do it sooner. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, maybe yes. in eight months. <laughs> Yikes, my answer was incorrect. <laughs> yes, we plan on making it post-haste. <laughs> Uh, okay, eight months from now, Simon's going to enjoy the gift I got him. <laughs> the gift was a magnet. It was a magnet. You're right. I don't. I actually have no expectation that you ever do that. I'm going to get the Krabby Apple Crumble. Fun name. High calorie dish. Fourteen hundred calories. That literally tops all other dishes you could possibly have here. Yeah. What's going on in there? Are Krabby apples high cal dish uh, items? I, I guess I guess a crumble. Apple. I think it's the crumble bit. Yes, definitely. Are you a crumble guy? Love crumble. Me too. Much better. I don't like people who are really into pie for the crust. I don't. I don't get it. But a crumble, you know what you're getting, and it's so, 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 so sweet. All right. Should we have uh, before we before we head out of this place? Should we get a digestive since we're doing a digest about him? Sure, but you're not going to like my digestive, William. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear it. It's a non-alcoholic. That's what? why an IBC root beer float. Oh, boo! <laughs> you know uh, I can't. You know root beer is a trigger for me. I know, William. Well, honestly, root beer floats are a trigger for me because I always think I will like them. But honestly, if I just had two scoops of ice cream on their own and then a, a big tall glass of root beer, I'd like it better than the root beer float. Somehow they both combine to make each worse than they are individually. But yeah. I always think I'll like them. Um, all right. Well, that was a lame one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get the exotic mule. Ooh, okay. Sounds, What's in that? It's got Sky Wild Strawberry Vodka, mm. Fat Tuesday Strawberry Puree, Monin Red Passion Fruit Syrup, Fresh Lime Juice, and Gosling's Ginger Beer. Yum, 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 yeah. yum. Yeah. I don't really imagine that strawberry and ginger is that nice of a combination. Yeah, well, it'll be so sugary, you won't know what you're tasting. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'm back in. I'm all in <laughs> on the exotic mule. <laughs> this picture, though, maybe I'll use this picture of the shark bite as the episode image, because that, I mean, what the hell is going on there? How is <laughs> that the best image of the shark bite they could have gotten? Right, and why is that their concept? Because I understand a shark bites you and you bleed, right? Right, but it doesn't it, emit it, blood from its mouth. Right, that's not how it kills. Right, shark regurgitation, perhaps. Right, right. It's a it's a ill thought out thing from the from the. Uh, I hate to criticize. Tillman, but <laughs> he's got to get a handle on this uh, one of his myriad restaurants here. Uh, Did you know that Del 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 um where did we go last time? Del Frisco. Del, Del Frisco is also owned by Tillman. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. Um, did you find out if there is a Joe's Crab Shack anywhere near where we actually live? 
Yes, it is just a hop, skip, and a jump across the border the, to New Jersey, the, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> you take the S to the Q to one, a bus, and it takes an hour and 46 minutes and oh. involves 18 minutes of walking, which isn't too bad. But yeah, except we, for every time we walk in New Jersey, we end up on a highway. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Yeah, I, this doesn't look too safe either, frankly. But, no, I think it should be fine. Honestly, William, I think we could get here. Okay, what town? What township is it in, Simon? Good question. Hang on. It's in Clifton, New Jersey. Clifton, New Jersey. All right. I mean, maybe Seth and Jess would let us borrow their car. That would be... That would be great. And if we don't like Joe's Crab Shack or we want another meal, we can always go to Zinburger Wine and Burger Bar. Ooh. That doesn't sound so bad. No, it doesn't. Um, all right. Well, another great recommendation, Simon. Uh, listeners, if you're into this segment and you think we should A, start a spinoff podcast, or B... Rename it from You talking to me and you <laughs> Then Submit your suggested title <laughs> There's nothing better <laughs> Oh there was one In upper Manhattan Simon It's permanently closed Ooh. There, there, there were five In the region three of which have permanently closed Ouch yeah. Is the Clifton one the closest or I think so yep Looks like it. 4.3 stars, 1,600 reviews. Incredible. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Simon, we would love to hear from people. That's just a yes, fact. That's true. We had a, It was great hearing from Luis Torres. Straight up. Yes. Wonderful. Um, where would people hit us up at? They've got to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at maybe next time, and send us your questions, comments, thoughts, menus, ideas for a menu-based shoe uh, to maybe next time at gmail.com. And with that, Simon, and with the new hope, new note of optimism and hope that mm-hmm. I have for this Revitalized, <laughs> remade from the ground up, Netsy Netsy team that we finally have once again. <laughs> it's been a long wait to get back to the Nets of old, but they're here. Michael Beasley, Jamal Crawford, D Hall, whose name we will know how to pronounce next time. Mm-hmm. From all of them, and from us, Simon and me. <laughs> Well, go ahead and see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, was this letter I read